Welcome, everybody, to the Going for Two podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Sartain, joined by my co-host, Benjamin Cobb. Wow, um, formal. Guys, uh, to our hundreds of thousands of listeners, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. Um, I kid. Um, we're not there yet, but obviously one day we will be because, uh, honestly, we're good at this. And, <laughs> and We're humble, too. We're humble. <laughs> exactly. And Ben, when people figure that out, we will be celebrities. How are you going to handle that? Oh, I don't know. That's going to be tough. Um, you know, I will probably just do my best to um, to really uh, glow in the light and to take <laughs> it all in and to walk up to people and say, hey, I'm, I'm Ben Cobb. You may have heard my podcast, Do You Want an Autograph? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think people respond very well to that kind of stuff. So it's kind of the, I call it reverse celebrity, uh, ism. So that's Mm -hmm, what I'm going to kind of, as long as you're putting out those vibes, you know, you can give anyone your autograph. Yeah. I feel like, um, fame's not going to change me. Sure. Um, Sure. I'm going to say the same, but I like, obviously I won't drive myself anywhere. Like I'll have a driver and I mean, cooking, who has time to do that when you're a famous That's the first thing to go. That's That's the first thing thing to go. go. Oh yeah. Out Um, the door. Driving and cooking. (laughs) Uh, laundry no um net <laughs> i mean but I, i'm not gonna change but just those are some things that just i'm some little stuff i'm little gonna things. have to have someone to do that for me so sure sure um, yeah, yeah laundry cooking driving you you know all that right. kind of stuff that's but the little just the little things though just nothing, yeah nothing too big no no it right, won't change me. good that's that's good well, i'm glad yeah, we're we're not celebrities yet so if you run into us in the supermarket you probably won't ask us for a picture or have an embarrassing moment trying to sneak a picture of us. But, you know, I think you and I might've had some of those encounters with actual celebrities. That's correct. And then tell us about, tell us about one of yours, which, which one do you want to start with? Yeah. So I'll start with, uh, with, I'm tempted to say my boy because I met him, but uh, he's certainly far from my boy. Um, RJ Barrett, um, I think I've, I've, I've relayed this story to you, Logan, but to our mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, so I'm, I live in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Um, it were obviously where Duke is. Um, so one day uh, it was me, my wife and my parents. Um, we were out to, to lunch um, over near Duke and we walk outside of the restaurant and we're walking back to our car and I'm kind of um, in the front of the pack. Um, and then I see this guy walking up and it's RJ Barrett. And I'm like, like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's RJ Barrett. <laughs> so I, so I said something, I said like, um, Hey, what's up RJ? Like it was a super <laughs> informal, I'm sure it caught him off guard. Like it was not like a, hi, I'm a fan of yours. Can I, uh, can I take a picture? It was like a, oh, hey, we've known each other for five years kind of well, introduction. That's, so. See, that's good. I'm going to have to steal that because I <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to approach him. So, and you'll see that <laughs> in, my, in my story. So. Right, right, right. Well, the, the, the funny thing is, you know, obviously I don't <laughs> kind of, you kind of sort of black out during those moments when you meet <laughs> famous people. And so my wife, she promises that I said something that was very unlike me. Like she said, I like went up to him and I was like, what's good or something like that. Like <laughs> really, really weird. Um, and like, I don't remember it at all, but she, she's like, Ben, you definitely said she couldn't remember what it is, but it was like something weird, like not like me at all. Oh my so, gosh. and, and I feel like 
it's cool that I, I met RJ Barrett, but I also feel kind of bad. And if RJ, you're listening, I apologize because he was FaceTiming somebody when <laughs> I, I interrupted him. But I had like this internal struggle in my in my soul of like, man, he's like on the phone. I don't want to interrupt him. But it's RJ Barrett and I'm going to be selfish. And I like, oh my and gosh. so I was like, hey, man. And then, uh, and I was like, do you mind if I grab a picture with you? And he kind of like looked at his phone. Like he was like, uh, uh, yeah, no problem. And so like he hesitated for a minute, but he was like, he, you know, he, he stopped what he was doing. He stopped at the phone call. Um, he smiled. He said, you know, he told us to like have a nice day. He was super nice. Um, mm-hmm. He said he was just asked him, you know, are you just visiting Durham? And he said, yeah. Um, and and it, he had been drafted by the Knicks at that time. He was wearing Knicks shorts and everything. But he he was a super nice guy. Uh, but RJ, I I apologize. Um, hope you can see my side of things. But I, <laughs> I hope whoever you're on the phone call with uh, was not that perturbed. Um, but I guess you're probably used to that by now. Uh, and yes, I am making the assumption that RJ Barrett uh, listens to our podcast. Well, if he doesn't yet, he will. Certainly. Soon. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. RJ, open invitation. I don't give out many of these. Um, only like one or two per podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> open invitation to come on the pod whenever you want. Yeah, that's um, right. So that's yeah. right. But just RJ Barrett. Not like if LeBron or someone like was like, hey, I didn't get an invite. Can I still come on the podcast? You just got to wait didn't your turn, we, LeBron. Didn't we already? I think we, I think we, I think we did. We, I think you tweeted at him, maybe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, probably, I think it was a tweet. So LeBron yeah. could come on, but like. Hashtag thirsty. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think like who have we not tweeted to come on the podcast? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so so let's yeah. hear uh, one of your. I love awkward celebrity encounters, and yeah. you said you had one. Yeah, so I'm actually going to save the best of my stories for last. I cool. don't want to, because my 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 stories honestly I feel like are not as good as yours, uh, but they're they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, if not, we'll just lose listeners and not have a podcast anymore. So, <laughs> but but no big um, deal. No, no pressure. Yeah, no big deal. Um, uh, but so you do love it when, you know, the celebrities are gracious enough to oblige and take a picture and be nice. And, you know, cause it, I'm sure you, like you said, they deal with it all the time. I'm not sure if this celebrity would have taken it and been that nice. Um, so I went to the draft in Nashville last year and it's night one first round. It's, it's been raining. It's cold. Um, me and my wife were there and we had, we'd done the whole, we got as close to the stage as we could. And by the time the draft was like five minutes from starting, it was shoulder to shoulder people. Mm. And so we decided, no, like we're, we can see just as well from three blocks up the street um, on Broadway there in Nashville where we can actually breathe than we can from right here. There's TVs everywhere. We're here, we're experiencing it, but they're like, like, let's experience something different than tasting someone's sweat. So let's, let's back up. So we back up all the way to Tootsie's bar and they have built out over the sidewalk there, uh, a TV set for NFL network. So you, you walk literally underneath the set where the live filming is going on up there. And so we kind of hung out there and really just because we were kind of in a covered area, we weren't getting rained on. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're hanging out there and down the stairs comes 
a bald headed kind of short guy. And I look right at him and he just, you know, gives me the, we make eye contact and he gives me just the head nod, just the, just the bro to bro head nod. And I, you know, instinctively just give it right back to him. And then he walks into a door and before, before I really realized who it was. And I, and I looked and I thought, and I was like, that's Steve Smith. (laughs) That's former Panthers and Baltimore Ravens receiver, Steve Smith senior. Are you kidding me? Like that was, I could have said something to him. Right. And, and then like not minutes after that, a lady comes down wearing a headset and she looks right at me and she says, did he go in there? And I said, (laughs) yeah, he did. And she said, okay, he'll be out in a minute. And I was like, that's Steve Smith. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's him. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And we were close and like, I could have reached out and touched him. Yeah. Um, I didn't stop him and ask for a picture partially because I was kind of in shock. Um, he came out, he did not make eye contact with me again. I didn't call out his name and, or anything like that, but he went back up and continued filming. And I, um, tweeted, um, with no, to no avail at some of the personalities I thought might be in that booth to allow me to come up and, <laughs> you know, watch from up there. You got to try. Uh, yeah, you got to try but, um, Daniel Jeremiah and Rich Eisen did not respond to my requests. Um, so we did get to go up closer to the stage uh, towards the end of the night, saw Josh Jacobs get drafted. Uh, and we were, you know, probably like 20 yards away. So that oh, was that's cool. a really cool experience overall. Um, saw a lot of celebrities, but didn't make eye contact with any of them except Steve Smith. So. That's cool. You know, you and you helped with the whole production. Like you told that lady where he went. If yeah. she didn't know where he went then yeah, who knows she, what would have happened. The whole draft may have collapsed. She might have called the cops or, you know, ran in there after him. Maybe he was changing or going to the bathroom. Yeah. And that could have been awkward. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. you're, really, you're really right. I hadn't thought about it from that angle. Yeah, the but. whole production would have collapsed and the draft would have had to say, you know, hey, we can't televise anything anymore. Cause... And no football next year. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. The rookies won't have been drafted. So good for you. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that you had talked about in the uh, last episode is that we're going to be chatting about the Chargers today. And before we get into that, I'll, I'll tell you about my run-in uh, with uh, Charger um, before we, I think we're going to save the best for last, which is your aforementioned celebrity encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll preface that with my run-in with uh, none other than Joey Bosa. Big um, Bear. Big Bear, that's right. And it, it was pretty cool because uh, I don't have a lot of um, – football jerseys i'm just i don't not a huge jersey guy uh but joey bosa is one of the uh only jerseys that i have um so he's kind of because of that he's kind of you know been one of my more favorite players but um i was coming back from i believe it was alex sergio's uh wedding so alex if you're listening uh, to the podcast uh shout out sorry that you live in colorado now and have to root for the broncos um <laughs> but we're talking about the Chargers on this podcast so uh yeah so i was coming back from the wedding and i was flying through houston i had a layover in houston and i was i was walking one way in the airport and there you know but it was a bunch of people it was a busy time it was over the summer um houston's crowded and so i was walking in the airport and then i see this guy walking on the other side of the crowd um in the other direction that i was coming from and i look at him I'm like who is he looks really familiar <laughs> and i was like who who is this guy and then I was like, look, I was like staring at him. And it was weird because Joey Bosa is reportedly only about 6'3 or so. 
um, a six four ish, but he like towered over everyone. Um, but I was like looking at him, and then I was like, "Is that Joey Bosa?" And so what I did was I like circled back around mm-hmm. and kind of followed him a little bit. Um, and and I I think I lost track of him, but I found him um, not too far after, and he was in. Um, you know those those little stores in the airport with the like way too expensive bags. Right. Uh, that's that's where he was, and he was looking at. So I went up to him, and I was like, uh, "Excuse me, are you Joey Bosa?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, like I'm a huge Chargers fan." Um, and uh, and I was like, "You mind if I get a picture with you?" And he was like, "Yeah, no problem." And so, um, you know, and I always like to emphasize, you know, not that I always meet a lot of celebrities, but both when I met RJ Barrett and Joey Bosa they're both very, very nice. And so when I was, um, I kind of had a, you know, not a great phone at that time. And so my camera, the selfie camera wasn't great. So I was like having a little trouble getting it. And he was like, Oh, he's like, did you get it? Like, make sure you get it. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Like, you know, you don't feel like you're imposing on him or anything. Well, um, and- you should have had said, well, I, it's not working. Can, can you take it and send it to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I missed an opportunity there. Man, mm-hmm. Our podcast would have really taken off. If I did For that. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, I told him I was a huge Chargers fan and everything and he, he was really nice. Um, huge guy. Uh, but that was, that was mine. And it was just cool because, um, you know, I might, my two favorite sports teams, uh, are the Los Angeles Chargers and, um, and Duke basketball. And so mm-hmm. getting to see, uh, both RJ Barrett and Joey Bosa, uh, were really cool. Um, and kind of, kind of, you know, special events, um, that really cool, uh, so, yeah. you know, nothing, nothing super weird or awkward with meeting Joey Bosa, but I think we're going to cover that when we hear whatever you have up your sleeve. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you, you mentioned our friend Alex, and I actually talked to Alex today, and he does listen to the podcast, so he said, Woo! and he made, uh, he made me make him a promise, and oh I'm going to now fulfill that promise. Um, ben, you know, we've, <laughs> we've mentioned the touchy subject of your height previously on the podcast. So out of Joey Bosa and RJ Barrett, who made you feel smaller? You know, actually Joey Bosa did. And I think it was a mix of like, I thought RJ Barrett was, you know, RJ Barrett's like six, seven or so, but I guess I thought he was going to be a lot taller, like look a lot taller. Uh, But then Joey Bosa, like he, his hands were ginormous. Like he had bare hands. So he, he did make me, Joey Bosa made me feel smaller. Um, you know, and one, actually one thing that I forgot about meeting RJ Barrett was the aftermath. Cause my parents, so my wife and my, my parents, they didn't like recognize him. Like my dad knows who he is, but he didn't recognize him. And mm-hmm. so they're like, I thought that was like your coworker or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wish so. That would mean I'd be making a lot more money than I do now. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, as I talk about this last encounter, I'm definitely going to have to be a little more bold and, you know, incorporate your your style of what's good you know just going <laughs> yeah, right. just leading strong like catch them off guard act like a, right you know right. get their attention with acting like you they know you you know yeah right, right, right. um because i i totally whiffed on this one and oh, so oh man i think i was in shoot where was i I know I was in an airport, which, you know, is a pretty frequent place to have an encounter with a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what airport I told you I was in when I had this encounter? Yeah, um, um, I 
I don't remember now. Okay. Nope. Uh, it's coming to me. St. Louis. We were in St. Louis. Louis. Okay. So I do not know why uh, ESPN's Marty Smith was in St. Louis in the airport um, in September, but he was. And so our group, we're, we're coming back from a uh, trade show. Our whole sales team is there. We, um, you know, get through uh, security. We've checked our bags. We're, we're plenty early. Uh, we didn't really have anywhere to go straight. Like we're done with the trade show. We don't have any time, enough time to do anything in the city. Uh, but like too much time to just sit at the airport. So we're, or just sit at our gate. So we're, we found, uh, you know, kind of a grill and bar and we go in there and we, um, I'm drinking a diet Coke and we're uh, sharing a thing of um, chips and hot sauce. And one of my coworkers hadn't eaten lunch. So they're eating some tacos. And one of the guys says, Hey, don't look now, but uh, the guy behind us, he's on ESPN. And so of course, like three people turn immediately and he's like, I told you not, don't look down, don't look now. Like, so finally I kind of turn around slowly, kind of look towards a different TV and glance back at him. Like, oh yeah, that's Marty Smith. Like Marty Smith's America podcast, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, so that's kind of the reason I didn't go up and say anything to him is because I don't listen to his podcast. <laughs> um, Marty, yeah, if right. you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry. I will start if you come on our podcast, I swear. Um, so <laughs> open but, invitation. Yeah. Open invitation. Uh, also to RJ Barrett and um, Joey Bosa and That's Steve right. Smith Sr. Um, yeah. We don't give out many of those. Those are exclusive. Uh, right. I want to emphasize, but so we're sitting there and Marty Smith is sitting a table behind us and it's college. It's a Saturday college football's on TV. So I'm, I'm like, why isn't he at a game or something? Wow. But, yeah. Um, he's sitting there. He's, he's talking to some people and I'm trying to figure out like, what is he doing? Who are these people he's with? Does he actually know them? Or did they just, you know, say, Hey man, come sit down and talk sports with us. Like what's going on? Or, and I never really got a good vibe of, was he with his people or just with random people? I didn't, I didn't know. Um, maybe I should have gone up and said something to him, but the route that I took was, um, tried to use my front camera to get a <laughs> selfie with him in it without him knowing. And That's funny. Just to preface that, like what you're about to say for those listening, it's, this is in my, the picture Logan sent me when this happened is like in my top three favorite pictures of all time. <laughs> and so it was going great. Like I wasn't like cheesing because I, <laughs> I, I felt like that was a dead giveaway. Like you're doing something weird. And I was trying to be inconspicuous and I was just about to snap the picture. And then one of my coworkers says, are you taking a selfie? Just as loud <laughs> as she possibly could. Oh man! And I'm like, snap. And then put the phone down. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I was trying to get a picture of that guy behind us. And now the whole restaurant knows that I'm trying to take a picture with Marty Smith. <laughs> Oh man. So that's yeah. great. So Marty Smith probably knows that I tried to take a selfie with him in it uh, without sure. his consent. Um, <laughs> for that, I apologize. Next time I vow to um, follow in the footsteps of my dear friend, Ben Cobb and say, <laughs> what's good, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. The trick is to make him think, 
oh, I, I, I know this person. If I for, forgot them, then that seems rude. Then that's, so. Yeah, then that's on me. So I've got right. to be gracious <laughs> and understanding. And Right, exactly. You know, I, yeah, I, I went on the, you know, creepy stalker vibe there. So that's <laughs> not the best play. Um, hey, but you got a great photo out of it. And so I don't know if it was right then. No, I think it was just a little bit later. Um, the, fr- the coworker that was eating the tacos was done with the tacos they didn't like the sauce on them or something. So they only like taking two bites. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. let me, let me try that. And he's handing it to me. And the coworker that, you know, told the whole restaurant I was taking a selfie is in between us and grabs the tacos to hand to me and then promptly dumps them on my lap. Oh, so not only gosh. did I have the awkward selfie, but then I had to get up and leave the restaurant with taco stains from my shirt to, <laughs> my shorts so yeah did marty did marty smith watch you get tacoed yes marty marty smith watched me get tacoed wow there's a sentence (laughs) (laughs) yep wow well that's that's certainly a celebrity encounter uh that's you know i haven't had any food spilled on me in front of celebrities so i think you're winning that category whether or not it's a category you want to be winning in so ben i i know you pretty well are you going to be um, frequenting Florida to try to make a celebrity encounter down there with the recent news. Well, I'm, I'm going to be frequenting the airport, the okay. airports in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be just camping out, you know, and uh, in, in the, in the airports. Uh, Cause I think that sounds like that's the place to go to see celebrities. Yep. So if you need me, I'll be down in the airport uh, in Florida um, to maybe I'll overlap with some of the Super Bowl folks, but uh, I get what you're, what you're, you're, what you're putting out with, with Philip Rivers, huh? Mm-hmm. Mr. Florida man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, just to catch up our listeners, uh, Philip Rivers has reportedly moved his family to Florida. Uh, and this is all amid talks of, of the chargers, not bringing Philip Rivers back. Uh, there's actually been some interesting back and forth with those reports. Uh, that report initially came out from Jay Glazer, I believe it was uh, basically something he intimated while he was on the Colin Cowherd show. I didn't hear it, but that's that's what I was was reading. Uh, and then, but but lines got crossed, and and people kind of inferred where they shouldn't infer. And uh, recently, where it stands, um, as of about two hours ago, last time I checked, uh, is that it has not been one hundred percent confirmed that mm. Philip Rivers is leaving the Chargers. So it, it really is still up in the air. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, it certainly was reported that uh, with all uh, intent of saying that he was truly leaving the Chargers. But um, as of right now, it's still in limbo. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know where that is going to land uh, you know, him moving to Florida and, um, really shows, I think that they're probably going to part ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will emphasize that Jay Glazer's report was not definitive and that, um, it's still up in the air. So it'll be interesting to see where that pans out. Um, but, you know, going on that, you know, I know you and I wanted to talk about, specifically the chargers in light of, of what's happening with Philip rivers um, and how they've been a team that has kind of let some players go. 
in the past, whether that has been good decisions, bad decisions. Um, but some of the players they have let go have gone on to have illustrious careers elsewhere, uh, gone on to win the starting job elsewhere, gone on to have a good career uh, on the back end of their uh, career. So, let, so let's, let's chat about that for a little bit. Um, yeah. When, and before mm-hmm. we jump wholeheartedly into that, I, I think if you're going to pick an airport to hang out with to find Philip Rivers, I'm going to put my money on one in the Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg area. Okay. Um, okay. You know, Jacksonville has the Nick Foles contract hanging over their heads. Um, if Philip is, you know, ring chasing, I think he's cornered himself by moving to Florida because I don't think any of those teams are winning the Super Bowl, but I give the Buccaneers more of a chance than, um, than the Dolphins. That given, I don't think Philip Rivers will make this list that we're about to compile as one of the Chargers that got away. Um, I, I see his most successful years as being behind him, and it would have to be a perfect storm for him to get to that level of greatness that gets him back into the playoffs and to contending for a Super Bowl. And I I don't see that with the teams that he's kind of pigeonholed himself with there in, in Florida. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I would agree that, you know, they, I don't think any of those teams that he's centered himself around are going to make a, a, a run far in the playoffs anytime soon. Um, interestingly enough, you know, I've seen him, I've seen some uh, landing spots for him being projected as a uh, Chicago and Indianapolis where I think have more of a viable sense of getting to the playoffs. Um, but you know, there's still, neither of them are, you know, obviously made the playoffs this year. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know, but I, I, I certainly share the sentiment that Philip Rivers best years are probably behind him, but I also share this maybe uh, opposing sentiment that if he were to come back to the Chargers, he would have a better end to his career if he went somewhere else. Uh, and I don't know if that's a, a, a unpopular statement because the Chargers do have a lot of talent around them. Um, but at the end of the day, that just might not even come to fruition. Um, so are you, you're saying that he should stay with the Chargers? Well, I, I think from a uh, career ending his career on a good note mm-hmm. for him, it would make the most sense to stay with the chargers. I think, uh, you know, hit. So his, so la- this past year was not a great season for Philip rivers, to be honest. Uh, the year before that was okay. Um, but before that, you know, he was still playing at a very high level. Uh, and for him to, I think it's still possible for him to play at a fairly high level. Although I, I do think it's been, clearly delineated that he's dropped off a little bit. Um, but I think him going into a new situation with the teams that may, may realistically bring him in, uh, it w- I don't think he would be producing much in those areas. You know, we're talking the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, uh, the mm-hmm. Bears, the, the Colts, although the Colts would probably be one of the um, best offenses out of that group if Philip Rivers was added to their team. So, you know, but I think the Chargers just have so much talent. He's been in the system. He knows what he's doing. Um, so I think from a career 
ending his career on a good note, it makes sense for him to rejoin the Chargers. But obviously there's a lot of other factors that go into that. Um, and his family, his family is a big one. When they moved, uh, when the franchise moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, Philip Rivers kept his family located uh, where they were located when they were playing in San Diego. And he just mm-hmm. he commuted. So, you know, his family is huge to him. Is where they reside is a really big deal to him, as it should be. So there's a lot of other contributing factors for Philip Rivers, understandably so, than just how he finishes off his career. Right. Yeah. Um I, I have to agree with you. It it's one of those things you you say Philip Rivers, you think Charger, and mm-hmm. at this point in his career, there's nothing that he could feasibly do or foreseeably do to to change that. Right. Um, we don't see. I don't think he has as much in, left in the tank as Peyton Manning did when he made the move to the Broncos, um, and nor is there a situation that perfect of a fit for him yeah um, so yeah so chargers that got away ben mm-hmm. who who's the one give me the one that broke your heart the most all right well i've got a story well oh man that's a tough one can i pick three <laughs> is, that, is that legal uh go ahead give me your top three all right so it's it's probably the so two of these guys are probably the the uh, best Chargers to ever play, and then one is to ever play. So that's Drew Brees, LT, LT and Junior Seau. So I'll, I'll give mm. a little background. I have a little narrative behind the Drew Brees one. I guess I have narrative behind all of them. But uh, Drew Brees, I vividly remember. So um, to take everybody back, the way that – the um, succession of quarterbacking in San Diego with Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers was that um, they had drafted, you know, Drew Brees was playing. Okay. He was playing solid, but he was not close to where he was, where he's playing in new Orleans. And so they had brought in, they drafted Phillip Rivers. And so he was kind of waiting in succession, kind of like a far Aaron Rodgers type deal. And so they were wondering, you know, when do we pull the trigger on Breeze? Where do we go from this? And then uh, Breeze had gotten hurt. So um, he, I believe he, he, he it was a fumble. Um, and, and I think it was in their very last game. And then he fumbled a ball or got sacked or something. And then he hurt his shoulder. And so he walked off the field holding his arm up because he had like dislocated his shoulder. And so he walked off the field holding his arm up. And that's kind of, that's actually kind of become an iconic um scene when talking about Breeze's time with the Chargers ending. You see him, there's um, you know, uh, I say footage, like it's, it was 30 <laughs> years ago, or 60 years ago, but yeah, there's like, you know, footage people play a lot of the time when talking about Drew Breeze with the Chargers walking off the field, because it was the last time he walked off the field with the Chargers, and he held his arm up because he, he dislocated his shoulder. Um, and so the next day, in kind of honor of Drew Breeze, me and my friend in sixth grade, Kevin Thompson, walked around for the entire day in elementary school with our arm held up. <laughs> and oh, we, man. you know, and of course, you know, we thought it was like the funniest thing as sixth graders and just like, oh, look at us, we're being so silly. Um, but that's like that vivid memory. And then sure enough, uh, Philip Rivers took in and, uh, and uh, Drew Brees did not go to the Dolphins, uh, but he went to the Saints and, um, and you know, history history uh tells the rest the other yeah. one 
uh, yeah. Do, I mean, do you have any think? Just think about or... think about what could have happened if Drew yeah. Brees had gone to the Dolphins. I mean, yeah. that's one of the biggest what ifs in sports. Um, but also, you know, what if what if he'd stayed with the Chargers? What what would we have seen there? Would would that have changed the course of history significantly for the Chargers? Yeah, you know, and it's hard to believe that. A, like, it's hard to believe that Brees would have played that well with the chargers because he mm-hmm. wasn't, he wasn't like playing. He was, he was okay. He was a good quarterback, but he wasn't playing nearly as well as he did when he went to the saints. And so, I, you know, I think it was that mix of Sean Payton and a new yeah. environment. And, and, you know, and we all know when there's someone biting at your heels, like Philip rivers was it, that always puts you on edge. You're going to worry about overthrowing, underthrowing every interception. So, that's just, that just, I don't think, was a good environment for any quarterback to thrive in. So I, I, I really think that it, it's hard for me to put him into the category of the one, you know, one of the Chargers who got away because it really was a tough environment for any quarterback, quarterback to succeed in. Um, and I don't think he would have had the success in, in San Diego as he has had in New Orleans. Um, but, we, you know, we can't not list him when talking about Chargers who have gone to have these illustrious careers after we've, you know, let them leave. Right. It's It's almost an indictment on the infrastructure of the chargers over the past decade and two decades uh, that we're, that we're having this conversation that the talent that they've had has, has really been substantial and uh, the success that they've gotten from it has not lived up to expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. And, um, you know, like I said, I kind of have a a narrative around LaDainia Thomas and a junior say, but before we dive into that, I, I want to um, give you the chance because I, you know, I'm a huge Chargers fan. I've been right when Drew Brees and LT and Sale were kind of taking over was when I was was rooting for them. So I've got a lot of thoughts on this, but um, you know, I'll, I'll corner the market on those three. Who else on your list do you have as as dubbed Chargers who have gotten away? Mention yeah. here. This I'll I'll mention two brief groups and and let you have the remainder of the time to discuss mm-hmm. this. Cause this is, is your, uh, you know, your team. Um, but the ones that got to me, one group was the running backs mm-hmm. to think that mm-hmm. at one point they had Ladanian Tomlinson, who is arguably, you can argue the top back of this era. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson has a strong case too, but, uh, LT really did more, um, as far as receiving and, and all the entire game, um, mm-hmm. passing for sure as well. Um, but yeah. you had LT and Michael Turner and Darren Sproles. So mm-hmm. all three of those guys, so LT's success was, you know, largely a majority of it came with San Diego. The other two had more success with their, uh, their following team or teams. Um, and, and then you looked at the time that you had in between LaDainian Tomlinson and really Melvin Gordon. I don't know that I can name a running back in that era for the chargers. Um, yeah, those were the, uh, Ryan Matthews of the world days. And, that's right. And, that name. If you're wondering, if you're wondering if I've ever had a Ryan Matthews Jersey, I have, <laughs> and it, that goes to, and remember I said, I don't have a lot of NFL jerseys, so that just 
yeah, that wasn't a I'm, great choice. Well, did you uh, did you drop things more frequently when you had that jersey on, or were you it's more same, injury prone? Seemed to be the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what – and Michael Turner had a very successful career with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he was one of those kind of bowling ball running backs. It was, you know, only 5'8 or something and just mm-hmm. trying to tackle a bowling ball. How do you get it on the ground? Uh, it was nearly impossible. And then you had Darren Sproles, who was very successful uh, teaming up with his former teammate Drew Brees down in New Orleans. And now still – I. Well, not still, but up until this season, uh, with the with the Philadelphia Eagles, he he got a Super Bowl ring with the Eagles. I'm I'm guessing he also he would have also gotten one with the, um, the Saints. I don't know Saints, that I believe. for sure, but um, yeah, yeah. It would have been close. Mm-hmm. There's two Super Bowls for uh, Darren Sproles to zero for the rest of the Chargers during that period. Um, that's that's the one group, the running backs, that I feel like they, you know, they maybe not a great talent evaluation, maybe a lack of negotiation skills, maybe I don't, I don't know what it was that let those guys walk, but it put them in a bind where they were had all their eggs in the Ryan Matthews basket for so many years before they finally got another talented back. So the other group, and it was really just one guy, but uh, little known fact, the Chargers had the ch- opportunity to draft Michael Vick. So before, um, now that would have been the pick. They held the first overall pick in that draft, and they elected to trade that pick to the Falcons, who then selected Michael Vick. And later in the first round, the Chargers drafted LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, so the amount of talent between those two picks is is really incredible in athletic ability. Um Kind of an interesting one for the one who got away. Um, can't say they made the wrong decision. They also drafted Drew Brees in the second round of that draft. Um, and as far as a quarterback, I think they got the better one with Drew Brees. They just, you know, maybe let him walk too soon. But like you said, probably wouldn't have been success as successful even if he had stayed. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I share that same sentiment. I think that that's a really interesting point about the um, – about the draft and uh, everything that happened with on that end. Um, yeah. And I think that like, when I think about the chargers that got away and like, and, and if we define that as chargers that had a whole lot left in the tank and chargers that went to go and have illustrious careers um, that we could have feasibly brought back into a, uh, good environment for them to thrive. Uh, there's only a couple and I'll, I'll reveal my number two. Uh, but I would say that one of my, my top two is, is Darren Sproles because we could have, mm-hmm. we could have brought him back. He could have helped bridge the gap between the LT and Melmagorian years. Um, and, and he went on to be so productive with the saints and with um, the, uh, with the Eagles. And, you know, when you think about that, that backfield with, Sproles, and then you also think about how you know they paired up with Breeze and NLT, and that seems so far. That seems like a long time ago, and then you think, oh, Sproles only retired last season, so right. it's like, wow, he had so much left in the tank that we should have retained him. These other guys, LT Seau, you know, they they were on the back end of their career. They produced at Hall of Fame levels, and you know, they had good careers at 
at the, in the tail end of their careers and other, uh, the Jets and the Patriots respectively, but in, in Breeze, like I was saying, I, I don't think it was a, I think it was to me, I don't see him as someone who got away because it wasn't a situation where he could thrive with Philip Rivers biting at his heels. But um, all that to say, Sproles is, is certainly one who I think got away. Um, you know, and, and I, I'll just add LT and Seau, they, they were these cornerstone chargers. And I still go back and forth about which one was my favorite charger, which one is my favorite player of all time. Like they both have uh, near and dear places in my heart. I, I, you know, I did school projects on LT. I went and ate uh, at Seau's restaurant, which I don't know if he still has a restaurant, but he had a restaurant called Seau's restaurant in San Diego. Uh, I remember I left my um, Game Boy there, so we had to go back. So, <laughs> We went there twice, I guess. Um, but, you know, they, these players were near and dear to my heart growing up. And I, I think we got a lot out of them. And I, I think it made sense um, to go separate ways. Um, but one of the Chargers that I really wish we could have retained, who did have a lot left in his tank, was Rodney Harrison. Um, you know, Rodney Harrison, drafted by the Chargers, um, played very well for the chargers and kind of the first half of his career. Um, and, and then uh, he moved on to the Patriots and so, and played for them for his second half of the grand and produced at a high level. Um, and it was this interesting thing where during that time you had, you know, the Patriots and they were winning all these games and super bowls and, you know, there was a Spygate and stuff like that. So everybody villainized them and I, I villainized them too. I don't, villainize them much anymore but like back then you know as a kid you're like oh man blah blah mm-hmm. patriots and so it was this weird kind of dichotomy between junior Seau going there and me being like oh i love junior Seau. like you know i wish he didn't go to the patriots but whatever i hope he has you know good career and stuff um to when rodney harrison went there i was like oh my gosh how could he do this mm-hmm. Ooh, rodney harrison and so like i always had this kind of vindictive spirit towards Rodney Harrison since he went to the Patriots. Um, but he had a lot left in his tank. You know, Junior Seo and LT played at fairly high levels, but it was nothing close to their their peak when they went to their other teams. But Rodney Harrison played at a very high level for a long time with the Patriots. So that that's probably I would say that's my number two. I would okay. put Darren Sproles as the one who got away. And then put Rodney Harrison as the number two, the one who got away. Mm. Uh, you know, and as we talked about how we're, how we're defining that and everything, factoring in obviously. But but that was that. There probably would be some other ones, um, but I think largely those two could have had the most impact for the longest amount of time for the Chargers if they stayed. Do the Chargers have a Super Bowl today? No, I don't think so. I it, because I don't think that they were, you know, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a um, game breaking D end or quarterback or something, mm-hmm. you know, that can really make or break a team. But um, and they weren't, you know, Riley Harrison was, you know, people could argue he was the best safety in some of the seasons that he played. Uh, but you can't really make that argument for Darren Sproles. He was never the best running back. Right. So, right. But I, I do think they may not have won a Super Bowl if both of them stayed, but I, 
but I do think we the Chargers would not have uh, gone through that that drought mm-hmm. of kind of the you know the early two thousands um, to to recently um, of just being like a really bad team in the NFL. I think um, largely if Darren Sproles stayed there and could give them that run game and help Rivers out, uh, that would that would have helped tremendously. The Chargers were uh, unfortunate to have their peak of the last couple decades come during the midst of the Patriots dynasty. And yeah. Yeah. If that weren't the case, you know, maybe these would have, um, would have made an impact. Um, but I think you're right. I don't, I don't think it changes history, um, one way or the other. So, Given that, so I've got Sproles and Harrison as my kind of top two. So just to briefly name some of the people we've mentioned, some of them we may have not mentioned, but, you know, we've, we've said Michael Turner, Sproles, Drew Brees, LaDainian Tomlinson, Junior Seau, uh, Eli Manning. Um, you know, we could say at one point, yes, he was a charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then we could even go as far as to say, you know, the LT Michael Vick scenario. Ronnie Harrison out of, out of those, or maybe someone we didn't even listen. Who's your, who's your number one, you know, um, for, for a charger that got away. Well, I, I, I completely agree with your argument that, you know, the, the structure wasn't there for Drew Brees to be successful, but I got to go with Drew Brees. He's Mm -hmm. uh, the face of a franchise, the face of a city, you know, of a, of a metropolitan area. Like the, they worship him in new Orleans. And that was a match made in heaven with that city, that quarterback, that head coach. Um, but to think that the chargers could have had a piece of that, um, man, that's, that's gotta be the one for me where Phillip rivers is great. Um, without a super bowl, it's, it's hard to say he's a hall of famer in my opinion, but, um, yeah, he's, he's no drew Brees in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that one's, if I were as diehard of a Chargers fan as you, that'd be the one that that broke my heart the most. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good point about if they kept Breeze in order for him to be successful, you know, would they have made the appropriate changes? You know, mm-hmm. would they have shipped off Phillip Rivers uh, for, you know, some players in a pick or something? And would they have brought in um, a good enough coaching staff like Sean Payton to butcher us? Drew Brees and his progression and, you know, because they, I mean, that those late 2000s chargers were ridiculously stacked and ridiculously good. You know, at one point in time, mm-hmm. they finished the, uh, as the top defense and the top offense. Um, now granted that was a season that they didn't make the playoffs because they finished last in special teams, which is actually an interesting <laughs> case study for the importance of special teams. But, um, but like to think like their firepower and then if they just replaced Philip Rivers with Drew Brees, man, that would have been that. I mean, that would have been on par with the Colts with Manning and the Patriots with uh, Brady. If Brees was playing at the level that he did with the saints, but he was on the Chargers team. I mean, right. that, those, those three teams would have battled it out. Um, but you know, that's, that's a different history. Uh, but it's interesting to think about. For sure, I don't. I don't know how much more heart heartache you can take of us talking about the Chargers <laughs> like this, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's 
it's it's tough seeing the Chargers go through what they did uh, with seeing not only somebody in their own division going to the Super Bowl, but also somebody just a few hours north of them going to the Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And maybe this time next year uh, when we are on our 50-second podcast and we have 100,000 listeners, we can be talking about how the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. With Easton Stick. With Easton Stick. That's right. In DSU. Man, I Easton like it. Stick. I don't know if we've... No, well, I guess we've handed out several, but Easton Stick, open invitation. <laughs> Come on the podcast. That's right. Anytime. That's, that's correct. I love it. Well, Logan, I think it's been fun. We've covered a lot today. Um, a lot of Charger talk, which I always love. Um, if you are listening, feel free to give us a follow if you haven't already on Twitter. At going for two underscore pod. That's at going for T-W-O underscore pod talk to us on twitter we're very interactive uh we want to chat with you see what you like see what you don't like about the show give us comments suggestions topic suggestions we're all ears um share the podcast with your friends we're on anchor we're on spotify if Uh, you want us to shut up about reaching out to us you know just reach out to us and tell us (laughs) whether it's through email or twitter or leaving us a voice message on the Anchor app, you know, those are all opportunities you have to tell us, um, you know, basically how to do this better. So that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just let us know. Uh, if you want us to come do an in-person podcast, uh, that would be great. All we require is food. So, you know, if you just and, feed us lunch or, you know, if you just cater the event, Logan yeah. and I will gladly come do this podcast wherever Tra- travel are. expenses, but that's not right. that, won't be much because, you know, we're located pretty close to Texas and North Carolina. So it's all Yeah, right. no big deal. No big That's deal. That's right. That's right. It's all well, good. it's been fun talking about the Chargers and commiserating with you, Logan. Um, but until next time, you have a good week. You too. See you all next right. time. See you later, listeners. Bye-bye. <laughs>